What goes on? Hello and welcome back to the What Goes On podcast. This is episode four. My name is Corey and this was taped on a warmer than average yet rainy Saturday on December 11th, 2021 at an undisclosed location in Fox Point, Providence, Rhode Island represent. And I realized last episode I forgot to give you my contact information. If you'd like to hit me up online, I am on Twitter at What Goes Online. And my email is whatgoesonline at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes to the podcast. Leave a review. It helps with the ads. Today's episode, we are going with episode four of Notes from the Nosebleeds because the Friars are 9-1. Let's go, Friars fans. If you don't count last season, they are now 15-1 in their last 16 games. Going back to the season before COVID, they were on a six-game winning streak. You add 9-1, and 15-1, let's go. They're in first place, all alone, atop the Big East standings. So just from non-conference games, they are the best team in the Big East as of today. Again, December 11th. I'm taping this in the morning before their game against Central Connecticut. I'm a little late getting this review out there because I saw an awesome concert at FET Music Hall Monday night. I saw... Rosalie open for His Golden Messenger, and I'll be providing you with the review of that next episode. Going back to the Friars, the Friars last Wednesday night at the Dunk beat Texas Tech, easily their biggest victory of the season. They beat them 72-68, and they really showed America what the Friars are made of. They also beat URI 66-52 last Saturday, and they beat Vermont 68-58 Tuesday night, both of those at the dunk as well. And those were pretty easy victories for the Friars. So before I begin jumping into those games, just want to give you some overall thoughts on the Friars this season. They are deeper. The return to the dunk as their sixth man, as I said in podcast one, it's an underrated factor. Last season, they did not play at the dunk. Definitely noticeably played worse at home. This year, they've been playing really well. But aside from my contribution to the team, they do seem quite adaptable. They play as a team. They're gelling together. There's a lot of veterans. They have less dependency on one guy like they did last year with David Duke. And this team could have had that one-man team potential. They could have just give the ball to Nate Watson every time down the court, and sometimes I don't mind if they do that. But no, even Nate's a little more of a team player than Duke. He's a little better of a passer. He's getting there. And he's allowed other guys to step it up and flourish when he's getting those double and triple teams. Even some players are noticeably improving. I'd say Noah Horkler, Ed Croswell. Even Watson has has stepped it up a little more this year and gotten better, I believe. AJ Reeves is adjusting to his role on the team. He's been getting a little hotter as of late. And if he could shoot when we get to the Big East stretch here, team will be looking good. And again, this team has been playing team basketball, and that really helped them against Texas Tech, and they do seem to be playing Friar basketball. Unlike last year, where once defenses adjusted to David Duke getting the ball every time, they really didn't play very well. He came back down to earth, didn't really play well down the stretch. 
I mean, they lost to DePaul in the first round of the Big East tournament, which is one of the most embarrassing things I think I've ever said. So this year, I think they are going to fare a lot better. And again, Friars have Central Connecticut today at 2 at the dunk. Should be an easy one and lead them to a 10-1 start. And then next Saturday begins their Big East play at UConn. That'll be a really big test. Hopefully they can start out their Big East season with a bang. And at the time of this recording, Ken Palm has PC ranked at number 53. And remember folks, top 68 make the tournament. And this program is made possible by listeners like you and our friend at Schlub Scouts. Schlub Scouts are looking for various people of interest to work at various establishments known for their schlubbiness, such as Schlub Hub. Are you a schlub and want to work somewhere where that skill set is really appreciated? Well, check out Schlub Scouts. They're kind of like a headhunting company, but just for schlubs. So if you'd like to work at a schlub establishment, a schlubby establishment, check out Schlub Scouts. Schlub Scouts located 666 Blackstone Boulevard in Providence. Going back to last Wednesday's game versus Texas Tech, again, the Friars were very close winners, 72 to 68. The story of the game Texas Tech really took a big lead in the first half, and the Friars came storming back. So, at first, Texas Tech was shutting down our main weapons, and the Friars really, really had a hard, hard start, a rough start. They were down 14 with 8 minutes left in the first half. Previous game against St. Pete's, Horkler had 25 points. This game, he was shut down and only had 6. Watson, always our go-to scorer. He was clearly Texas Tech's main defensive focus, and he was double-teamed, triple-teamed. He was only held to 5 points, and Jared Bynum's still out. Who would step it up? Friars had a rough start, down 27-13, down 14 points, with 8 minutes to go in the first half. Not looking good. They could not guard Texas Tech one-on-one. So Cooley had them go into a zone D, and they were led on a crazy comeback by none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Ed Croswell. Yes, I'm not making this up, folks. Ed Croswell, Big Ed, came off the bench and came out of nowhere, provided a huge spark for the Friars, and he really saved the game for the Friars. He truly kept them alive when they were about to just let the game slip away. So he is the winner. Today's Dirty Dog Alpha Diallo Award. At the 14-18 minute mark in the first half, Croswell came in, collected an offensive rebound, had a putback, was involved with a loose ball, had several more offensive rebounds, putbacks, because the Friars could not shoot at all against Texas Tech, so Croswell was the garbage man. He ended up with four offensive rebounds in the game, six total, and I can't go without noting him having the goofiest drive I've ever seen in my life. Everybody was shocked. He was at the top of the key. Even he couldn't believe that he had an open lane to drive for a layup, but he finished it, ended up with 11 points, six boards, an assist, a steal, two blocks, and no turnovers. Ed Croswell, our Alpha Diallo Dirt Dog Award winner, and that was Croswell's first. He's joining Noah Horkler with two, Justin Manile with one, Al Durham with two, Jared Bynum with two, Bryson Goodine with one, and Nate Watson with one. So Croswell, our winner of the Dirt Dog Award, leading the comeback. Friars down 14 with eight minutes left in the first half. They dwindled the lead to the point where the Friars were leading 30 to 28 at halftime. And it was really their team basketball, their team zone defense versus Texas Tech. You can see that Tech, while playing man-to-man, were very comfortable. Doesn't seem like they played with each other with a zone defense too much. And Texas Tech have 
seven first-year transfers on the squad, and you could really see that in the game. That is tied for most in the NCAA. The zone was a huge factor in the victory, and again, by halftime, the momentum was going the Friars' way. They were up by two. And by the time we made it to the second half, they kept the momentum going, and it was the Al Durham show. He is my Lawan Pipkins MVP award winner. He was huge down the stretch, scored 18 points in the second half, including eight for nine from the free throw line. And speaking of free throws, the refs were maddening in this game. How many fouls can you call? Tech had 29 fouls called and PC had 22, way too many. And maybe there was some home cooking there, but really the refs were awful. Tech was really aggressive on defense. 29 fouls actually sounds right, but it Really slowed the game down, made it gross. And Durham finished with 23 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block. He did have 4 turnovers, but he's taken over for Bynum at point guard. He's really not a point guard, so we'll take a few turnovers. He really has to be a playmaker right now. And Al Durham, it's his second LeJuan Pipkins Memorial MVP award. And previous winners include Noah Horkler with 1, Nate Watson with 3, the Red Panda with 1, and Andrew Fonts with 1. I also want to give a shout out to AJ Reeves, who also stepped it up. He had 14 points, 8 boards, and 2 big 3s with 5 minutes left down the stretch. And Alan Breed, I questioned if he would do anything, but he even chipped in and drew a fall at the end of the game with about 5 seconds left. Hit those two free throws to ice the game to make it 72-68. And the Dunkin' Donuts crowd went home happy again. That is two games in a row that crowd went home with free Chick-fil-A. So shout out to Adonis Arms of Texas Tech, who at the 16:43 mark in the second half missed both of his free throws. And shout out to Bill Rafferty, who on the call had no idea why the crowd was freaking out. And again, shout out to the sixth man. An excellent crowd came out for the Texas Tech game. Even though I'm questioning why the students were wearing cowboy hats and flannel, it seemed like they were rooting for Texas Tech. Guess they were supposed to be mocking them, but whatever it takes for people to come out to the dunk these days and really help in victory. What goes on? What goes on? following game on last Saturday, the Friars beat URI 66-52 and the crowd did come out in full force again. And the game was really never in question, although URI did make a few decent runs and our most unlikely mvp award winner of them all ed croswell two games in a row playing great he had 15 rebounds eight of them offensive 13 points two steals one block only one turnover this is croswell's first mvp he joins noah horkler with one nate watson with three red panda with one andrew fonts with one and al durham with two and Noah Horkler is joining Croswell and winning an award today. Noah Horkler was our Dirt Dog Award winner, our Alpha Diallo Dirt Dog Award winner. 16 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, no turnovers. And that is Horkler's third Dirt Dog Award. That puts him in the lead. Croswell won one last game. Anaya has one. Durham has two. Bynum has two. Goodine has one. And Watson has one. I also want to give a shout out to Al Durham. 14 points, 6 assists, 1 steal. Five turnovers, but again, he's trying to make as many plays as he can, so occasionally he's going to mess up. He was five for five from the free throw line. He was also the Big East player of the week. Props to Al Durham. Big ups. This was the third game in a row. We won Chick-fil-A. Shout out Sebastian Thomas. 
804 mark in the second half missed two free throws in a row remember folks if you win free chick-fil-a it's only available in seekonk and providence i also want to just give a yikes to the christmas laser show at halftime i ran underneath and hid in the concession stands this program is made possible by listeners like you and high-end gutters some in your party want to go bowling and some in your party want to smoke hookah well look no other than the only place to be on any night of the week high-end gutters 666 atwells ave provenance the premier hookah bar bowling alley on the hill high-end gutters check it out people our last game that the friars won tuesday night was against vermont vermont who are in the american east conference considered their top team and Vermont really got it taken to them. They were 68-58 losers to the Friars. Nothing was really close in that game either. Vermont's best player is Ryan Davis, a.k.a. the poor man's Kevin Love. And even with Jared Bynum still out, Friars were able to pull out another easy victory. He might be back for UConn next Saturday on the 18th. And our MVP was A.J. Reeves, 24 points, 6 threes, 4 assists, 1 steal, no turnovers. Also got punched where the sun don't shine with 5 minutes left. And, you know, that was really all Vermont could do to slow him down. That was Reeves' first MVP joining Ed Croswell with 1, Noah Horkler with 1, Nate Watson with 3, Red Panda with 1, Andrew Fonts with 2, Al Durham with 2. Congratulations, Reeves, on your first MVP. Really like to see another big contribution from him. And our Dirt Dog Award winner, his second, is Nate Watson. Somehow he had an easy 24 points, three boards, three assists, one steal, no turnovers. That is Watson's second Dirt Dog Award. Horkler has three, Croswell has one, Manaya one, Durham two, Bynum two, Goodine one. And shout out to Al Durham. He's averaging nine free throws a game. Although he was only five for nine from the line in this game. He needs to clean that up a little bit. Shout out to Al Durham. Nine points, five assists, a steal, three turnovers. That's about what we'll probably see from him the rest of the season. But now, Friars leading the Big East in free throws with 23.6 per game. And really keeping track of all these awards has revealed that the Friars have many contributions this season. Seven deep, seven award winners, seven deep. They play as a team. I'm loving this squad. What goes on in your heart? What goes on in your mind? What goes on? And the Friars today, by the time you hear this, they've probably already played this game. They play the Central Connecticut Blue Devils of New Britain, Connecticut. They were led by coach Patrick Sellers, who is a former player for Central Connecticut and a defensive wizard. He led the Central Connecticut Blue Devils to the NCAA tournament in 2000 and 2002. Last year, they went 5-16, and 5-13 and 13 in their conference, the Northeast Conference. Currently, they are 2-7. and seven. They lost their last game to UNH 67-45, and that was a team that the Friars beat quite easily earlier this year. So... Odds are they're going to look good today. Again, the Central Connecticut Blue Devils are from the Northeast Conference, the same as Sacred Heart, a team the Friars beat earlier this year. And Central Connecticut were picked to finish last in the Northeast Conference by both Athlon and Lindy's magazines. And currently, Ken Palm ranks them 348 out of 358. It's pretty gross. This shouldn't be a very hard team. And again, the Friars are ranked 53rd in Ken Palm. 
They are 27-point favorites versus Central Connecticut. Central Connecticut are led by senior guard number one, Nigel Scantonberry. He's got 12 points per game, and he's pretty good at shooting threes. We should see some contributions from number 20, Stefan Yangma. He's the big man for Central Connecticut. He's got 7.7 points per game, four rebounds per game. And number 12, Andre Snotty has six points per game and six rebounds per game. Again, the Friars should win this easily and end their non-conference schedule at 10-1. and one. This program is also made possible by listeners like you and Schlub Academy. Are you nervous for your interview at one of the various Schlub locations in Providence? Look no other than Schlub Academy. For a very small amount of money, Schlub Academy will prepare you for all the rigor of a schlub job interview. Schlub Academy, preparing you for the schlubbiest jobs around. Schlub Academy. Schlub Academy is located at 666 North Main Street, Providence. Their next game, they will be against UConn, their first Big East game. That'll be at their facility in Hartford next Saturday at five. University of Connecticut were 15 and eight last season, 11 and six in the Big East, and they are led by former URI coach Dan Hurley. The Huskies were new to the Big East last season and they made the tournament and lost a 7-10 game to Maryland. UConn were seven, Maryland were 10. And this season, James Booknight was drafted to the pros, so they lost him. Big loss. Still, they are predicted to finish second by Athlon and Lindy's in the Big East, and both predict that UConn will make it to the final 32 of the tournament, also known as one and done. So far this season, UConn are 8-2 and two and ranked 15th by the AP and 18th by the coaches poll. Providence are still unranked by those, and they did receive 13 votes from the coaches poll. Thank you so much. And UConn is ranked 25th by Ken Palm. UConn lost on Wednesday to West Virginia by three on the road, but they were without two of their best players. UConn has wins against Grambling, Maryland Eastern Shore, VCU, Auburn, Binghampton, Long Island University, Coppin State, and Central Connecticut. They have a couple losses, one to Michigan State and one to West Virginia, and they play against St. Bonaventures today at four. UConn are led by Tyrese Martin, a transfer from URI, who averages 13 points, eight boards, two assists a game. He's injured. They're also led by number 21, Adama Sanango. He's a big sophomore forward. He's averaging 16 points, six boards a game, and he's been a little banged up. As of today, I don't know if they're playing. They might be back by next Saturday, but that is a huge factor in the game. Although Jared Bynum might come back for the Friars, he might not be 100%, so those injuries might play a part in next week's game. Meanwhile, number two, RJ Cole has picked up the slack for the Huskies. He's a guard on the team, averaging 16 points per game, four assists, three rebounds. UConn also has number five, Isaiah Whaley. He was the Big East Defensive Player of the Year last year. He has eight points per game. Number 12, Tyler Polly was the Big East Sixth Man of the Year last year. He's averaging about nine points per game and three rebounds per game. And we want to keep an eye on number zero guard Jalen Gaffney averaging eight points per game, two rebounds, three assists. And my prediction, we're going to have a grimy defensive affair versus UConn. But I think the Friars will come away with a gutsy victory on the road to start the Big East season off. Go Friars. Get friared up. Hopefully next time I talk to you, they'll be 11-1 and and maybe even nationally ranked. If they can beat UConn, that might put them a little more over the top. So thanks for tuning in to the What Goes On podcast presents Notes from the Nosebleeds number four. If you'd like to get in touch with me, please add me on Twitter. 
at what goes online. If you'd like to email me, what goes online at gmail.com. Please follow me on iTunes, leave a review, helps with the ads. And I'll talk to you again next time. What goes on? Sweater vest counter up to 10 here on Notes from the Nosebleeds. Schlubs are us. This program is made possible by listeners like you and Schlubs are us. Schlubs are us provide you with clothes when you gotta go to a schlubby job where they want you to look like you're a schlub. Do you need some ill-fitting sweatpants? Maybe a real grimy hoodie? Definitely want to wear some moccasins maybe or... Some other form of casual footwear. Slippers. Definitely schlubby looking slippers here at Schlubs R Us. So when you're trying to look like a schlub, come to Schlubs R Us.